I am afraid that I have much news, and most of it is terrible. Welcome to The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics. As always, I'm Wesley Fenza. I'm Inyash Brodsky. And I'm David. All right, uh, we're going to start off with some feedback from last episode. And David, I think you pulled this one out. Uh, yes, I did. So, um, uh, Old Windways from the Discord uh, very correctly pointed out that as much as I don't like them because they are insufferable douchebags, uh, the Mises Caucus's original takeover of the New Hampshire LP was legitimate. Um, they were elected. The My description of that as a coup was incorrect. Uh, the counter-coup, uh, or what I described as a counter-coup, was in fact just an illegitimate and reprehensible takeover uh, of the LP. I would like to reiterate that the Mises Caucus are genuinely full of extremely terrible people who give libertarianism a bad name, but that doesn't make what was done, uh, or rather what the person whose name I forget did to them right, um... And I would, again, just recommend that uh, everyone read Brian Doherty's piece at Reason about all this drama. It was linked in the show notes of the previous show and will be in the show notes of this one. It Mm -hmm. covers all the ins and outs uh, very comprehensively and clearly. Um, And uh, like I said in the previous show, I didn't really take the time to grok that peacefully and i should have and if you do take the time to grok it now then you can correct my mist- my mistakes Excellent. all right and one follow-up from a story from last episode um we were last episode we talked about the supreme court uh finding that some uh ncaa players could get some kind of fringe benefits as long as they were educational in nature from their playing uh the ncaa in response to that released a rule saying that ncaa players can now profit from their likenesses oh good um basically because the writing was on the wall from that decision um so that was i think that was what we originally thought that decision had said it's not what the decision said but then the ncaa came out and got ahead of it so students can now uh you know appear on cereal boxes and in video games and in tv ads and be good Good capitalists. All right, so on to new news, which is why they call it news. Hmm. I don't know if you guys knew that. It's because <laughs> it's new. I thought it was because after you hear it, you knew something. Nope, that is incorrect. If they if it was that, they would spell it with a K. Um, now, this is just the kind of educational material that you learn from listening to the Mind Killer podcast. So you're welcome, everybody. Uh, so new news. The Trump Organization has been indicted. Yay. Uh, <laughs> That's fun. Sorry. Sorry, why isn't this in happy news? Uh, because it's just the Trump organization, not Trump. What were they indicted for? Uh, tax fraud. Wow. And Trump was in not? In case there was any doubt. <laughs> um, it's a really the fun Trump story. Trump organization committing yeah. fraud, tax, I and know. otherwise? I know. Who they... would have guessed? And apparently they did it in like a really like cartoon criminal kind of way where they, they just kept two sets of books. And the the feds found them, and they're like, "Wait a second, you're you keep giving this guy, uh, you know, you're like paying for his kids' education and other things, and he's not declaring that as income, um, but you're deducting that amount from his normal income, 
as I can see in this set of books right here that you didn't show anybody. What? what do, I don't... How did the feds find their second pair of books for the starters? I, I assume they just raided somebody's office or got a warrant and... So they'd already been suspecting that some something computers. was going on and they had probable cause to go looking. Yeah, I mean, Trump's always out there talking about how he commits tax fraud. That's, that's so, literally true. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the probable cause probably wasn't too hard. Uh, but it's uh, it's not Trump that's in trouble. It's his uh, chief financial officer who's really on the hook for all this and the, the organization. Um, but that can, you know, will may have a big effect on, you know, how uh, how much funding he has available. Yeah. Um, speaking of this, oh, we didn't cover this last episode because I forgot about it. But there was a story that came out where um, a bunch of uh, rich people's taxes got stolen, basically, from, I think it was from the IRS, somebody like, or maybe it was a whistleblower, but somebody released a bunch of rich people's taxes. And it turns out they don't pay any. Shocking. Yeah, apparently, and and I learned this after the story came out, apparently what rich people do is they buy assets, and the assets appreciate, but they never, ever cash them in because then you'd have to pay taxes on them. Right. And instead, what they do is just take out loans against them and use their assets as collateral. Um, so all their, all the money they're spending is from loans. Uh, and it, it works out that that's less costly than cashing in the assets because then you don't have to pay taxes on it. But don't you have to pay interest on the loans? They do. But that costs less than the uh, tax that they would take from selling their assets. Well, how are they going to get money to pay interest on the loans or even to pay the loans back without eventually selling their asset? Uh, apparently, they take new loans. I don't understand. Like, they just take new loans to cover the old loans. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you if you have wealth, turning that wealth into liquidity really isn't hard. No, but at some point, someone's going to have to sell some assets to pay back a loan. Uh, but the game is to to not do that until you die, because then you can do it tax-free. Yes. Wait, once you die, you can pay back your loans? You can sell your assets tax-free? That is the opposite of what I've always heard. Uh, it's called a stepped-up basis. If somebody inherits your property, um, the uh, the basis amount uh, uh, resets. Yeah. So it's, it's uh, taxed so. on whatever it's worth at the time of the transfer. Not the time of that it was originally purchased. Aha. Yeah. So then when someone dies, they inherit all the assets, they sell off what they need to without paying taxes, and they pay back the loans. Yep. Yep. Huh. Interesting. I mean, I, it sounds legit. If we, were the, if we were the kind of podcast that thought people should pay taxes, you know, I'm sure we'd be outraged. <laughs> don't they at least... <laughs> don't they... They still pay something from stuff, right? They can't cover I mean, everything with the, this loan scheme. It's very little. Um, they pay taxes on their income. But most of them don't actually have very large incomes. Right. It's all asset appreciation. All righty. Yeah. Um, you know, I do, you know, <laughs> as, long as, as long as the government's spending money, I do think people should pay taxes, uh, rich people anyway. You know, I certainly don't begrudge people that aren't rich from dodging taxes. Uh, rich people are kind of the only ones I want to pay taxes. So you don't begrudge Trump dodging taxes? <laughs> he's rich. No, he's At least not. He he's was. a clown living on credit. It sounds like all these clowns are living on credit, though. Yeah, right? Except that most of the clowns actually have, you know, assets backing the credit. I mean, Trump has, uh, until recently, had the Trump organization, and it was uh, worth something. That's not an asset. Yes, it it's is. It's a slush fund. <laughs> a slush fund is an asset. No, it's not. You can turn it in for money. No, the, okay, so the way that Trump's finances worked 
was basically he talked a good game about how rich he was, and mm-hmm. every five to ten years or so, he'd find some greater fool lender who was willing to cut him another check for a few million dollars that would support his lifestyle for another five years. Wasn't it like Deutsche Bank for the last 30 years? Uh, Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Except... It, in 2016 uh, to 2020, it was the American voting public. Um, well, yes. Um, right, yeah. Well, is, then Trump's Trump the exception. Not, he should pay Trump taxes. Trump is not rich. Yeah. He should pay taxes anyway, though, because I hate him. <laughs> that, I, I I get the sentiment, but also, goddamn, do I hate that <laughs> way of thinking. That has caused so much trouble for so many civilizations. No, don't. Don't pay taxes. I mean that too, but also don't <laughs> use the tax code to punish your political opponents. Oh, yeah. Unless you're Lee Kuan Yew and can somehow manage to do it without getting utterly corrupted. See the uh, Singapore guy? Yes. Okay. It's kind of incredible that they haven't managed to nail Trump on anything because there's just there's so many crimes that people are committing all the time. Like anyone, you could pull him off the street and charge him with probably 10 felonies. Yeah, maybe they're worried if they start uh, going after Trump, even with, you know, against his legitimate things, he's got to get 30% of the nation up in arms. Could be. So, question, and I realize that none of us have ever worked for the Secret Service, uh, but if slash when he goes to jail, would he, like, have a Secret Service detail in prison with him, or... Oh, that would like, be cool. how would that work? Uh, he would probably just be in solitary all the time. <laughs> You think the prison people would want to shank him? No, yes. I mean, so A, probably, but also B, like, as far as I know, it like, it's just a bureaucratic question. As far as I know, the Secret Service's mandate to protect former presidents doesn't specify what happens if one of them is in prison. Uh, he would not have Secret Service protection in prison. I can almost guarantee it. It would be pretty lame if you have to go to prison because the guy you're protecting got thrown in prison. I mean, I assume that they would let them have, like, a rotation. <laughs> nah, that's what they have prison guards for. You know, this upstanding... Uh, a scrupulous gentleman <laughs> who definitely never do anything wrong and murder their uh, prisoners like John McAfee. <laughs> God, we're not, we're not getting back on that. Um, okay, so speaking of Trump and his uh, criminals that he hangs out with, uh, Rudy Giuliani's law license has been suspended and he's almost certainly going to get disbarred. And this is big because this uh, this is new. They don't, you know, lawyers have a uh, you know ethical duties to not go around just blatantly lying, uh, which Rudy was obviously doing. This is the first time I've heard lawyers are not allowed to blatantly lie. They're not. No, we're not allowed to lie at all. Mm, I don't know. I have my doubts. This sounds like a lie, to be honest. <laughs> well, don't tell anybody or I'm going to get the Giuliani treatment. Uh, no, lawyers are not allowed to lie. Um, lawyers uh, have to, you know, they can they can be misleading. They can be evasive. They can just refuse to answer things, um, but they can't lie. We can't even allow our clients to lie under oath. If, uh, if a client lies under oath, we're supposed to stop them and uh, go, you know, go have a, a side conversation with the judge. Huh. 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and but this is like the first time I've ever seen it and a, a number of other people I read um, that pay more attention to these things than me. The first time they've seen uh, this kind of suspension for, you know, just going and lying on TV. Uh, so, and, and it's also notable that the the hearing hasn't happened yet. Sorry, wasn't, what? Uh, wasn't he also suspended not just because he was lying on TV, but also because he, like, lied in court during, like, the lawsuits over the, uh, fraud allegations he's been making falsely of, like... Uh, he, he filed a number of frivolous suits, um, but I, I, my understanding of this, this, uh, disciplinary action is about his public statements. Hmm, Okay. Um, but it could, that could be wrapped up in there too. And I just didn't see it. Um, but it's interesting because the hearing hasn't happened yet. Um, this is a, like a preliminary injunction where they're saying, we can't even let you keep your license while we prepare for this hearing because you are just completely unhinged. Oh, wow. And nobody, nobody (laughs) should be counting on you to be their lawyer. Uh, which, uh. Once again, it's like, couldn't happen to a nicer guy, but I don't know how I feel about this. It's pretty impressive. Why, why do you not know how you feel about it? Uh, well, because it's obviously political. Oh. It's like, they're, you know, they're, the, the, most lawyers are liberal. So, so I have to think. This Wait, is just, what? This is just something, are you feigning surprise? Yes. Okay. Oh, I actually was under the impression that most lawyers are conservative. The yeah, fuck? That's, I think most people think that. What? No. Yeah, no, it's very wrong. Huh. Okay. Uh, the, the more education you get, the more liberally you are, uh, on average. I can see that, but I've like lawyers always struck me as one of those, you know, exceptions that tends to be pretty conservative for some reason. No, that's just economists and engineers. Uh, no, lawyers are very liberal. Right. Um, so this is just like, oh, well, that's a you know a bad political guy. Let's get him. Uh, is almost certainly what's going on here. I don't like that. I might be a bad political guy someday. Didn't you just say that you wanted to tax people that you don't like? Yeah. Okay. But I don't want other people to tax people they don't like. So Okay, it's just the rules basically shouldn't apply to you. Yes. Aha! Okay, this makes a lot more sense. So, so Inyash, <laughs> Obviously. Inyash, the difference between Wes and those other people is that Wes knows he's right. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, no, I don't. I don't know that at all. Um, I just, you know... I think the rules should always work in my favor. At least, I mean, you're consistent, so there's that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so Giuliani, probably, definitely going to get disbarred. Probably, definitely, is the thing people say. And uh, he he definitely should, because he has violated so many um, attorney ethics rules. Uh, I would actually like to see more disciplinary actions for filing frivolous lawsuits, because... People are filing a lot of frivolous lawsuits and lawyers are signing their names to it. And I actually take that seriously. I won't I won't file something. I won't file frivolous claims because um, I, you know, our, we have ethics rules and they say don't do that. And I take it seriously. So uh, I would I would like to see these rules get a little muscle behind them. Well, I mean, hopefully this will this will put some some force behind that kind of movement. But if you're thinking it's entirely a political thing, maybe not. Yeah. Well, remains to be seen. But yeah, I don't see any big sea change in the legal profession because of this. Uh, it's probably just going to be like, ha Giuliani, we got him. Which, he is awful and does deserve it, so whatever. But, you know, I'd like to see a more principled position being st- st- stuck out, staking out? What's the past tense of stake? Stake? Stuck. stuck. 
Stuck? Stuck. I don't don't know about this. All right. Anyway, next story. Um, So you probably have heard Biden wants to do a big infrastructure bill. And by infrastructure, he means a lot of things that probably aren't infrastructure. Um, And so now he's working with this uh, group of 10 Republicans. And they have a bill. I think he wanted like a $3 trillion bill. And they have like a $600 million bill that he worked out with these Republicans. Um, And it's all like, aha, look, we're being bipartisan. We're all coming together to pass this bill. But then he goes out and he says, okay, well, I'm only going to sign this bipartisan bill if we also do a reconciliation bill uh, that's just, you know, down the party line for the rest of it. And I don't know what he's doing. And I don't know why these 10 Republicans would ever <laughs> sign on to this if that if he's out in public saying that they're just going to, like, do everything anyway. Have the Republicans said that they're still going to sign on to it? Uh, no, I don't think so. But I... I they haven't they haven't said they're not and they you know they they announced the bill together they're like yes we're going to do this um but it's like super weird cuz the whole point of the the compromise bill is that's the compromise it's not like and we're going to do everything we want anyway yeah no the motivations of these people are inscrutable to me yeah so i i have I can't imagine this is actually going to happen. It's probably they're probably just going to do the one reconciliation bill because I feel like these these Republican senators have to back out after hearing that. I'm like Biden, what are you doing? I thought saying the quiet part out loud was Trump's thing. <laughs> I mean, like if that's what you're going mean, to do, in don't fa- in tell fairness, everyone. It is also Biden's thing. <laughs> I mean, but not not where politics are concerned. Yeah, just where black people are concerned, right? Just about just where Corn Pop is concerned. You remember Biden's buddy Corn Pop? I thought Biden was Corn Pop. No. no, no. Corn Pop was like this awkward story he told about like the black guy who came to his public pool when he was a lifeguard or something. Oh, I <laughs> yep checks out. Yeah, I for some reason thought that he said that his nickname on the streets was Corn Pop or something. I don't even no. know. No, Corn Pop was like you know. No. No, his uh, his uh, his nickname on the streets was that fucker who signed the uh, ninety eight uh, crime bill. Was it ninety eight? It was nineties sometime. Yeah. Uh, so that's weird. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, <laughs> super shitty news. Um, a big apartment building in Florida collapsed. Oh damn. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you David? Did you not hear about this? No, I didn't. Oh really? Oh yeah, fuck, it's it been sucks. all over the news. I yeah, don't, like hundreds I don't of people read in the it. news. Yeah, um, yeah, like hundreds of people were in it. Jeez, and it just like randomly collapsed. Um, I don't. Eniash, do you know if they figured out why yet? I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, but it was like some sort of structural thing. It wasn't like uh, you know, there was no bomb or, or attack or anything. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and a bunch of people. Like, last I heard, they were still like said they were looking for survivors but like hundreds of people are missing they say and it, but it's been days and it's pretty clear that they're they're not finding anyone else alive yeah i think mm. it's been like a week now and uh just yeah. earlier today they demolished the rest of the building uh okay because they yeah. couldn't do any searches near where the remaining building was still standing it was too unstable and yeah it's it's bad times a lot of dead people now yeah uh so i don't really have anything else to say about that i just thought people should know that it sucks 
There is a podcast about engineering disasters that I'm quite fond of called Well, There's Your Problem. Hmm. Um, They tend to have slides that accompany them, so while you can find them on podcatchers, I recommend YouTube. Um, They do not appear to have covered this yet, but uh, they very probably might in the future. Uh, So if you want to hear some funny people who know what they're talking about, talking about this, uh, because God knows we fit none of those criterion, um, (laughs) uh, keep an eye on their feed. All right. Well, in lighter news, uh, Eniash, you have some comic book news for us. Yeah, tell us about Cunnilingus. This is actually animated series news. Um, Oh. Yeah, if you guys, have either of you been watching the Harley Quinn animated series? I no. have not watched the new season, but I quite enjoyed all the previous seasons. Oh. I binged them in like three days. Yeah, this this show is amazing. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is one of the best things out there right now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's called Harley Quinn. It's just called Harley Quinn. Yeah, Harley Quinn has always been like one of my favorite characters ever in the history of everything. And uh, you know. She, I think she was one of the first characters. I think she may have been the first character to originate on the cartoon and cross over into the comics. Yes. She, her first appearance was on the Batman animated series in the 90s. Created for the cartoon. And <laughs> yep, they were huge. like, Joker needs a girlfriend. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then they gave her this nightmare backstory just because she's a Batman villain, so she has to have yes. one. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, she was a psychiatrist, and the Joker just, like, slowly turned her completely insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and if you have heard that description and think, huh, I'm not sure I want to watch a show about that because Harley Quinn's relationship with the Joker is super abusive, I can assure you the show and the show writers are well aware of that. Yeah, they break and up they like they handle a, it extremely well, in my opinion. They, I mean, much like the Harley Quinn movie where she breaks up with him at the very beginning, they break up right near the beginning of the first season, right? They break It's literally the first episode. Okay, I thought it was, but I wasn't. I couldn't quite remember now. Yeah, and they is this um is this like the same animators as the no. the the original animated I mean, series? Come on, it's been twenty five years. What do you think? No, I mean, I mean, not maybe not the people, but like the company is like the same style. No, the style is different. I don't know if it's the same company. It's a DC franchise thing. Just, just Harley Quinn of the same voice actor. No. Oh, like, oh man, I'd have to, I'd have to get used to a new Harley Quinn. Yes, it's been twenty five years, man. What, what do you think no, they're gonna do? Man. Bring it back like Pinky on the Brain? Um, they got the original Optimus Prime for the Transformers movies. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did. The, okay, that's that's really cool. I didn't know that. I'm kind of yeah. surprised. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but they didn't get Starscream for some reason, even though he's the best one. <laughs> I think he might be dead, though. Ooh. So that that would be a good That's reason. A bummer. Yeah, way to bring us all down, man. Uh, but anyway, so what's the what's in the news about Harley Quinn? So Harley Quinn is a very R-rated series. Uh, they curse constantly. Uh, it's extremely bloody. This, you know, this is not for kids. Um, and the in this current season, Batman was supposed to go down on Catwoman. Uh, but DC said superheroes do not give oral sex to people, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what their their logic behind that is, but DC wouldn't let them do it, and everybody got all up in arms. And, well, I mean, sort of up in arms, in a joking kind of way. Like, this is really fucking stupid, but what what are you going to do except joke about it, you know? So, uh, yeah, that's that's a thing that happened, because who the Sounds fuck Sounds like something the Joker would say. With, yeah. What's, what the hell is wrong with DC that this is a thing that they can't let their heroes do yeah that's very disappointing hey kids 
Uh, if you ever have to choose between being a hero and eating pussy, <laughs> eat pussy. <laughs> it's much more rewarding. <laughs> All right, uh, Eniash, yes. what what is this? I have no idea what this next story is going to be about, but something to do with Burning Man. Well, I mean, sort of. There was an event called the Redneck Rave. Uh, oh no. Yes. Which uh, went down, God, I forgot, this was like over a week ago that I read this, so I forgot exactly where it happened. But it was basically exactly what you would think it is. Kind of like a big music festival uh, for rednecks, and um, not entirely unlike a Burning Man situation, I guess. Uh, Because it was a long multi-day affair in, you know, harsh outdoor conditions. But uh, since, you know, they... Instead of being a bunch of hippies, uh, they're, they're a bunch of rednecks. There was quickly things like um, a throat slashing, apparently. and the, <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Somebody decided to stab somebody else in the throat. It, 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 it sounds like for the most part it went okay with uh, some, you know, some fuckery going down. You know, except for the throat slashing. Except for the throat slashing, yes. Uh, I don't know. I think my original thought was that like they really need to take a lesson from the burning man people on how to run these things and get all these people to get along in a you know giant drug-fueled party but then i thought you know they're don't say that at burning man they don't allow money that couldn't can't can't endorse that Did they allow money at the redneck rave thing i i don't know i assume so okay. i mean the money's pretty much allowed everywhere but burning man i assume that the only legal tender that were accepted were canned food and bullets but you know the more thought about it the more i was like maybe this is exactly what they want maybe they want their events to be a bit more rowdy and you know if one person throughout the whole multi-day event tends to get his next slash he probably had it coming so yeah i mean i can't imagine you know one dude getting stabbed is really gonna be a deterrent to anyone going back next year yeah sounds like actually great time was had by all actually how does burning man stop crimes Uh, mainly they Like, do they just, like, do people just take a bunch of downers and they're too tired to do crimes? No. No, there just aren't any crimes because everyone loves each other, David. I mean, that's... Obviously. That's That's what happens when you take away money. (laughs) That's mostly it. It it, it is basically just a bunch of people who kind of want to have a good time, and I'm sure there's some crimes there that happen, but there's nothing worth stealing, and everyone, most people there are just, you know, the kind of hippie types anyway, so if something's a bummer... Hippies don't do crimes, David. <laughs> the hippies, when they get angry, generally don't uh, throat slash, I guess, so... <laughs> Not those kind yeah, of crimes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, the, the worst crimes usually are like, someone just grabs a bike because they want to go back home and they're tired and the bike isn't uh, tied up, and so you lose your bike, but there's like there's nothing there worth stealing no one brings anything valuable and uh i I don't i don't know what crimes you would even do aside from like maybe getting mad at someone and trying to punch them but why throat slashing Uh. you could try throat slashing (laughs) i hear that's i hear that's big in um multi-day festivals apparently so yeah Uh, so i just googled crime at burning man yeah i was gonna say i bet they don't stop crime and um is there a lot uh so the first result uh, says, without context, so I'm not sure what exactly happened, um, a death, a sexual assault, an assault with a deadly weapon, and a total of 58 arrests are among the incidents officers dealt with patrolling the playa. Uh, so... Oh, like let's two see. years ago? Uh, 50, 58 out of 
uh, let's see, this was from 2019, which I assume was the last Burning Man that happened. So I wouldn't necessarily count any of the arrests because there are sting operations, cops that run around and arrest people for Seriously? doing drugs. Seriously? Yep. Fucking squares. Exactly. They're also, like... how do they uh, how do they arrest people doing drugs at Burning Man? Did they just like roll up and grab people until the unmarked <laughs> vans are full? <laughs> they use those tuna nets. <laughs> I I don't know. I haven't seen it happen myself, but I hear it happen. You went to Burning Man, yeah. right? Well, how'd you do your crimes? Uh, well, the first time I went, I didn't do any crimes. I'd never done drugs before, and I thought on the out in the desert is not the best place to do them for the first time. So, well, that's dumb. <laughs> so, I honestly did when I the first time I went, I didn't realize it was supposed to be like a large part of it is the drugs and the partying. I thought it was more of a you know art installation kind of thing. You thought you were all coming together to burn a man? I thought it was an art thing. And I actually experienced it, for the most part, as an art thing, because you can do a lot of things on the playa. Every art thing is about doing drugs. What are you talking See, about? I didn't know that either at the time. I was such a young and naive <laughs> oh, person. Oh, baby Enoch. Exactly. Was that back before Silicon Valley took over? Uh, no. Oh. Yeah, Silicon Valley had taken over years before I went for the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know, like the second time, I just brought some drugs. No one offers you any drugs unless they know you and have known you for a number of days because they all know that there's some cops out there. And uh, What? Oh. Yeah, I know. Sad times. Can't take pigs anywhere. I mean, definitely not to Burning yeah. Man. All right. Well, uh, sorry, Rednecks. Better luck next time. Uh, but yeah, I can't, I can't, like I said, I can't imagine anyone's going to not go back because of this. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, next story. Oh, this is a this is this is a fun one. Uh, Eniash, you want to tell us about what's going on in Canada? Sure. Canada is proposing a law; it hasn't passed yet. Uh, where hate speech was going to be punishable by twenty thousand dollars, which is Canadian dollars, so only sixteen thousand real dollars. Oh. <laughs> so like five <laughs> yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. For your first offense, and um, I think it's like fifty thousand Canadian for your second off- offense. Is it offense or offense? Offense. offense. Okay. Uh, thank you. Offense is what your yeah, football team says. Yeah, I guess. I, I don't know about lawyer talk. They pronounce things weird often. Uh, but yeah, the 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 apparently Canada, despite rumors to the contrary, is not a part of America, and therefore they do not have free speech in, enshrined in their constitution. And the they definitely the do government not. is just gonna. So pretty much nobody yeah, does. It's weird. I don't know how we yeah. became the best country. I think it was an accident. Well, as we're recording this on July fifth. Uh, and we're, this is, you know, the observed Independence Day because everyone had to take today off. Um, I'll just say it. America's the best. Yeah. I mean, we have the First Amendment, which no one else has. And also, unlike pretty much everyone else, we have the second in case the first one doesn't work out. (laughs) I don't know if America's the best, but we definitely have the best First Amendment and free speech laws ever. (laughs) We have the best First Amendment. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so the government is going to get to decide what's hate speech and punish people if they don't like what they're saying. I will yeah. bet you five bucks that uh, this does not end up actually, you know, preventing any, uh, you know... Uh, Bigotry? I-, I was going to say, like, systematic uh, racism, but yes. It's probably going to end up as another... Cl- cudgel to beat the lower classes with i was gonna say it's probably gonna stop people from being hateful towards those that are in power yes yes very much so but like 
I, I will bet that, like, 90% of the actual uses of this law will be bigotry against, like, MPs, CEOs, chiefs of police, etc. And most of the remaining 10% will be randos online like Count Dankula. Yeah. And there basically won't be any, like, actual significant deployments of this law. Well, see, I think it'll be, like, 90% the other direction. It'll be just 90%, like, high-profile people online. I mean, are there any high-profile Canadians online? Hey, there's Ryan George. He does the pitch meetings. Oh, he's Canadian? Yeah, but he's also super wholesome, so I don't think he would ever get caught by that. He's not going to last long. Yeah, those pitch meetings are all hate speech. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I bet in Canada... If you say fuck cheerleading, they can kick you off the cheerleading squad. I bet you they can. Yeah. Right? Because Canada doesn't have free speech laws because they yep, suck. They might even fine you a bunch of money for it because you're being hateful yep. towards cheer. Hatred against cheerleading. All right. Well, that sucks. I hope it doesn't pass. And I hope if it does, everyone ignores it because it's stupid yeah. law. Uh, all right. Next story. Ransomware. Yeah, you guys have heard about this, right? Yes. I heard it mentioned in passing i don't really know anything about it So the kaseya uh software company it company i don't know exactly what they do but uh they provide software i mean i don't know what their official designation is they provide software to a whole lot of small businesses uh hundreds at least possibly thousands i'm not sure exactly how big they are uh but they were hit with a massive um ransomware attack which you know got pushed out to all their customers as happens this is again the our evil people we talked about them what Two, three episodes ago? Were they the ones who did the pipeline yes, attack? Were. Because they are, you know, they're sort of ransomware as a service kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they sh- this shut down a lot of things. So right now, not necessarily anyone knows how big it is because, again, it's a holiday here in the U.S. and a lot of places just aren't opened up and don't know that they've been hit yet. But uh, it hit so many small individual um businesses and small networks that uh, they were charging anywhere between 45000 and I think uh, a million in some cases for the big ones. And eventually the entire organization, Reveal, just offered a blanket decryption code. Like, we'll post this code online, it'll unlock everything for everyone in the world if someone just gives us $70 million. Uh, because it was a much bigger attack than expected, and they're having a hard time dealing with all these individual people. It's fucking interesting. This place is like a business, and I really, really hate it. Uh, but yeah, apparently it's in their interest to end this quickly. It's a nightmare to manage, and so they're offering this. And this has also been in the news uh, for the past couple of days. So are these guys just, is this their thing yeah. now, being victims of their own success? <laughs> just being like, oops, we didn't mean to... to- to fuck up everything that much. Oh, jeez. Yes, we gotta hire some more people in our evil corp. Right. How do you pronounce that? Is it Revil or R Evil? I don't know. It's Russian. Or what? And it's not actually really Russian because no. it's not Cyrillic, but. I, I figured it was a play on, like, RE regarding evil. Oh, that could be. But I don't know. <laughs> I would believe that. No, they sound pretty evil. So, good on them for being self aware. I really think something needs to be. Like, uh, no. I. Biden apparently was talking with uh, Putin about this recently, and now Russia denies that they spoke about it in the last week about cybersecurity. But, like, this is starting to become a big thing. At some point, we got to do, I would assume that the U.S. is going to want to do something like uh, when the European nations had to crack down on piracy, because this is just, it's getting to be... Oh, yeah, that piracy crackdown, it really worked wonders. okay, you know... (laughs) 
<laughs> at least they tried. Yeah, I hope. I hope the I hope the ransomware task force says uh, they get the same yeah. guys. Uh, so wait, so Biden was like, "Oh yeah, me and Putin, we had a we had a good conversation about this." And Putin's like, "No, I don't talk to Joe Biden." <laughs> I don't know if it was them personally, but and I think the White House said something along the lines that they had discussed this with Russia uh, in the last week, cybersecurity matters, and the Kremlin was like, uh, "Not to our recollection," and maybe it was literally Putin. I have I don't remember. Oh man, that's so high school. <laughs> Dude, apparently they schedule their meetings and intentionally make the other person wait because, uh, I don't know, they're high school fucking losers. Oh my yeah. god, Putin's such a mean oh, girl. Hell. I mean, they're both doing it to each other. What? Not my Uncle Joe. He wouldn't be like that. If he's late, it's just because he had to, you know, take his pills and he needed a nap. Uh, anyway, uh,. Next story. I hear racism. It's illegal now? Yes, maybe. Uh, Even though I pasted this... Oh, no. Teaching racism is illegal. I pasted this in here, but I got this from you when you posted it in the Discord. Did you want to grab it? Oh, I mean, it's... uh... So Arizona has a bill proposed, and it's one of these bills that's, uh, you know, you're not allowed to teach critical race theory. But it doesn't say that. It's got a big, long list of things you're not allowed to teach. But they basically all boil down to, like, you're not allowed to tell white kids that they're racists and oppressors just because they're white. Um, Which, you know, I'm a fan of not telling white kids that they're racists and oppressors just for being white. But I'm also not a fan of laws. So I'm not sure how to feel about this. Uh, this is one of those problems that could be solved with school choice. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> well, sure. The The bill itself is interesting because only the bottom part actually is about the, the teaching of racism. Like, the whole top part is about audits and other stuff. But at the bottom, like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know the intended effect is you can't tell white kids that they're evil oppressors anymore. But when you read the actual text, it just says things like you can't tell people that they're awful because of their race or what was it the race or ethnicity and people should should not be yeah. individually discriminated against or because of their race ethnicity or sex that was the other one um blame or judgment should not be um given to people based on their ju- uh, race ethnicity or sex basically those things that m- trying to make racism illegal which i think is great i think it's also weird that this is a thing that we do and i don't know i i like everything in here, I think is completely non-objectionable, non-objectionable, and probably a thing that it would be really good to have. Uh, yeah, no, I I totally agree with the the law as it's written, because um, it is very innocuous. It's it yeah, it, all the, all the language is 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 very much like just treat everyone the same regardless of race. <laughs> Don't try to like make people feel bad because of their race or ethnicity. Um, but again, it's like I I don't I don't like laws. About this kind of thing, because they're such clunky yeah. tools. Uh, and I worry that this, this you know, teachers aren't lawyers. They're not going to be able to read this law and interpret it and say, like, oh, well, here's what I can do. Here's what I can't do. And I worry it's going to have a chilling effect where they don't teach things like the Tulsa Race Massacre or the things like Dred Scott um, or, like, teach about Thomas Jefferson owning slaves, things like that, uh, which I think are really important parts of the curriculum. Uh, if you're going to learn history... And I worry that now teachers will just, you know, stay away from anything controversial because there's this law now. And, and you know, they, who knows who knows what the law, you know, how the law is going to be interpreted. I mean, the law Again, hasn't passed yet. simple two-step solution that covers all possible objections. Make school choice legal. 
and then let parents make decisions about what's best for them and their child. Or if the person is old enough, then let them make their own decisions about how they're educated. Also can be solved by not sending your children to school. That's the best way to do it. That is a form of school choice, which is currently illegal. <laughs> it's not illegal. I'm not, uh, I'm not I mean, sending my child it, to school. It's technically illegal, but it's really easy to get around. Yeah, you homeschool. Yeah, that requires a little bit of bureaucracy, more than a little bit in some particularly terrible parts of the country. But yes, yeah, it's I, not hard, but it is illegal. Like getting weed. Count on. In a few years, upcoming complaints about that from me. Yay! Uh, and, uh, David, you have a story for us. Uh, yeah, so Audacity is spyware now. Uh, what? <laughs> but I'm using Audacity to record this very podcast. Yes, so have I. So am I. Oh no, somebody might hear what we're saying. <laughs> yeah, so they have said that they will share data with law enforcement and government agencies, and also uh, government agencies that aren't based in the U.S., uh, including possibly China and Russia. I think I read something about that, but I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, don't update Audacity. And if you can move away from using the software entirely, you probably should. Uh, I have a separate recommendation, and this is not legal advice for anyone listening. Um, but maybe don't record yourself doing crimes uh, on Audacity. Yeah, so they don't—they aren't sharing uh, recordings, but they. Um, so the. Um, I'm reading the article that we'll link in the show notes. They collect computer data such as your OS, IP address, CPU, error codes, and crash reports. Um, uh, so the thing is, isn't that the exact same thing that your operating system collects all the time? Uh, yes, but um, they also say that they're including data collected for law enforcement without specifying uh, exactly what that data is. Here's the thing. Every single company on Earth is going to give data over to the governments in the countries that they are housed because otherwise men with guns will put them in a room for many years. So, like, there, there's, I feel like they're just being honest. They're like, yeah, if the government threatens us with prison, we'll give them any data that they want. Yeah, except Audacity until very recently was open source. There wasn't a person that you could put in a room and threaten with guns. That's true. It got bought out by someone, right? Yeah, someone else bought it and they're like actually being big bags of dicks about the open source licensing too. How the fuck do you buy an open source project? I don't know exactly. Sounds like piracy. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah. Audacity used to be cool. Now it kind of sucks. Maybe have a plan B lined up. Yeah, I'm with Eniash. I think this sounds like the thing every company does. Uh, where they're like, I mean, if the government wants our data, we have to give it Another to difference is other companies don't do it for the Russian government. That's just Facebook. Zing. Well, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, I have Google and Facebook apps on my phone, so I kind of feel like the man knows everything anyway. The man is you, Putin. Hey, Putin, if you're listening, uh, I know you were talking to Joe Biden about <laughs> cybersecurity. All right? I don't know why you're trying to deny it. Um, the only one that looks like an asshole here is you. So just just admit it. Uh, maybe this is the thing they were talking about. Our podcast? Oh, you mean instead of cybersecurity. Well, I know. I'm sure, they talk about, I'm sure they talk yeah. about our podcast all the time. 
No, no, I, gotcha. I mean the audacity yeah. thing. Maybe that's what they were confused. Russia's like, audacity, it is not cybersecurity. <laughs> we were just discussing Mind Killer <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no security there. Greatest podcast in entire <laughs> world. Very popular in Russia. Uh, okay. So I'm I'm underwhelmed by this. Um, but I'm underwhelmed by every story that's like, oh, this company's tracking your information. Um, I just feel like that's the world we live in now. Um, but I I feel like among rationalists, I'm the only one because everyone else like freaks out about this stuff. So I'm sure you're the smart ones and I'm the dumb one. But I just have uh, trouble. I still don't caring. like it, but it's much like I don't like the fact that our government goes bombing people in the Middle East. Like, what can I do about it? Well, you can complain about it on your podcast. He's got you there. So I guess that's what we're doing. All right. Now, for listeners who were worried that we were going to get through this episode without an excessive amount of Supreme Court stories, do do not worry, because we have another four Supreme Court stories for you. Because the session was only half done when we were uh, recording before. This is four after I trimmed out a couple that were, like, less exciting. Oh, so this is the four, the four really good ones. More interesting ones. All right. Well, tell us about the okay, Voting the Rights voting Act. The Voting Rights Act doesn't exist anymore, uh, according to a lot of people online, including NPR. Boo. <laughs> um, the NPR headline was that the Supreme Court gutted what remains of the Voting Rights Act. Uh, but basically, Arizona passed two laws recently. One banned the collection of absentee ballots by anyone other than a relative or a caregiver. And the other one threw out any ballots cast in the wrong precinct. Uh, federal appeals, co- appeals court struck down both of them, ruling that they had an unequal impact on minority voters, and there was no evidence of fraud that justified these laws being made. The U.S. Supreme Court said, no, no, the, these laws are okay, because they declared that unequal impact on minorities, the, the unequal impact was relatively minor, and that other states have similar laws, and that states don't have to wait for fraud to occur before enacting laws to prevent. Uh, I don't, I don't really have a take one way or the other on this. I just seems that everybody else in the world does, so I figured maybe I should I should mention it here in the podcast of talking about politics. So now that they've thrown out the fraudulent votes, when is Trump going to be re-inaugurated? And it was supposed to be this summer, right? <laughs> August. Yeah. We covered that several episodes ago. Oh yeah, you're right. So you know uh, this it'll memory be in a month. of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm usually extremely drunk when we record this. Well, that doesn't sound healthy. That's... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So, the the Voting Rights Act is, I think, one of the only laws that actually says that you're not allowed to do things that have a disparate impact. Uh, Because that's really, like, a lot of things have a disparate impact uh, on different racial groups just because of how segregated we are. Um, uh, but the Voting Rights Act is one of them, and it basically says you're not allowed to do stuff that, um, you know, has a disproportionate effect on uh, non-white people. Uh, and this definitely does. And, I don't know, this just seems like the Supreme Court not liking that law and deciding it doesn't count. That is what it appears to have been, yeah. I... Yeah. Uh, which is not surprising. Uh, am I reading this right, that Alito wrote the opinion? Because... Then definitely that's what it was. Oh, that guy's the worst one. Up until Scalia died, he was the second worst, but now he's taken it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I don't actually care about these Arizona laws because, you know, we we covered that Georgia law and, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff doesn't matter. 
Uh, it's just it, what what really worries me are the ones where they can uh, that like the state politicians can take over the local election boards um, and they can assign people to uh, to certify the election results if they don't like yeah. the first guy there. <laughs> Uh, that's the stuff that worries me. The stuff about like a ballot harvesting, um, I don't care. I don't even care about ID laws. People scream about them all the time. V- very little data to suggest they have any kind of effect. Um, yeah, that. So ID laws always struck me more as the sort of thing that rich people imagine would inconvenience poor people. Yeah. It seems like, I mean, the Supreme Court agrees with you then, because their major justification was that the disparate impact is very minor, and so they don't want to tell a state they can't make a law when it's a just a minor impact. Yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of balancing test in the law, because there always is. That's just how we do things now. There's no rules anymore. It's all balancing tests. Um, but, like, also, these laws don't have a positive effect. They don't do anything, really. Um, they're, they're certainly the intention of them is to prevent black people from voting. Uh, they just don't do that very well, but they also don't do any of the other stuff that they claim they do. So I don't know if, it, it, if it's, if it's no effect versus right. no effect, who wins? Uh, apparently the, the states, the lawmakers. Yeah. But I, I think people are worried because this sets a precedent that disparate impact doesn't really matter. Like that, that's not, that's not the standard not they anymore. They said though. They said it was just such a minor disparate impact that it doesn't count. But I think right. well. I think you're probably right in that, you know, it's not what they literally said. It's the implications, like the NCAA ruling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this, but this does seem to open the door for a lot of more restrictive voting laws, which is all the rage in red America these days. Uh, all right. Next Supreme Court story. Uh, nonprofit donor lists. Yes, uh, there's a California law that requires nonprofits to file a list of their large donors with the state, and the court said that is a bad law and you can't have it. Uh, and I agree with the right, court. Tell us why. Fuck California. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> fuck you. I don't want. Whenever the government is collecting or keeping lists, it's not a good. Yeah, I guess the isn't the they're not keeping the list necessarily for themselves they're trying they're making the donor information public right that's the purpose of the law yeah that's that's also not good i guess like they're basically they're doxing people because they've given to charity and fuck that it's yeah i don't know i i used to i'm very torn on this because i used to be very much in the um rich people shouldn't be allowed to buy elections thing and you know now i'm much less so because it turns out that spending money on politics doesn't seem to really have very much of an effect at all it just redistributes money away from rich rich people to advertisers uh which is okay i guess i don't know but i don't like the the privacy aspect being violated where the government can just tell you you know hey you can't spend your money without us telling everybody how you're spending it but on the other hand i I still have the you know strong communist revolutionary roots where i want to be like nah nah fuck fuck anybody who gives a bunch of money to to any political cause because most people don't have a bunch of money i'm very confused about this because it sounds to me like they struck it down on first amendment grounds and that seems very strange to me that this is about free speech. Uh, that doesn't seem strange to me at all. Like if you, if uh, so, imagine a city had a uh, a rule that like you can 
hold a protest or go to a rally or stage a something or other. But to, in order to do so, you had to publicly post your contact information attached to, like, the event you were going to. Are you sure that's not a law? Because that sounds like the sort of thing they would require. Uh, if it is, then it's also <laughs> bad. <laughs> I mean, the, the, I it just, it's very, it seems, um, strange to me that, that they would, they would have a free speech argument in favor of anonymity, because free speech is all about, you know, disclosure. I think there's I There's always been disagree. a very strong aspect of people being able to write things anonymously in the free speech land. Yeah, you can distribute pamphlets Is anonymously, there? make arguments under a pseudonym, all that sort of thing. Yeah, but that's not the free the First Amendment doesn't let you do that. that. It's implied by the First Amendment that you can do that. The, there's a First uh, Amendment right to anonymity comes from? I mean, I guess yeah, but the right to privacy is... is Anonymity is just privacy, right? The, right, the right to privacy is not in the Constitution. It was found in the p- penumbras yes. and emanations of several different amendments. Uh, which, um, but this, this, it doesn't sound like this was a right to privacy case. Because that has a whole, you know, series of cases that deal with it. Um, but, you know, they get, there. There a lot of them are about abortion. So I very much doubt this was a right to privacy case. Yeah, well, they said something about a chilling effect, and if you if you believe that um, yeah. buying uh, buying uh, advertising or or paying to speak in some other way is uh, a speech issue, then having people have to disclose uh, what charities they give money to or what speech they fund could create a chilling effect, right? It would stop people from donating to those charities if if their names were going to be published. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that would be a freedom of association argument, not freedom of speech. I don't know, man. I'm not a lawyer. That's just what the Supreme Court said. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I don't know. This is, I I feel like they just, again, the the, the Supreme Court just looked at it and said, we don't like this law. It sucks. And, you know, there is a a long storied history of the Supreme Court doing this. And just, like, finding a constitutional ground to throw it out on. Because um, I, I kind of agree that this is a dumb law, because it's already um, it's already constitutional to require donor disclosures for political campaigns and in the political context. Um, this is just for non-political speech, uh, which I don't think that they should have. I, I don't like this law either. Uh, it's just, I don't, I don't understand what constitutional reasoning gets you there. On free speech grounds. Uh, but I'm sure I'll hear a podcast or two about it. Maybe I'll have some more thoughts. Yeah, I hope so. In our Maybe what Trump can teach us about con law will tackle it. <laughs> that is a podcast. It was a very fun podcast. It is increasingly inaccurately named oh, now. Neat. But uh, but they still cover con law yeah. stuff. Well, yes. I like how all the president's lawyers just move their apostrophe to the end <laughs> of the S. So now it's all the president's lawyers. Uh, all right. More Supreme Court news. Uh, Supreme Court limits lawsuits by those wrongly flagged as terrorists. Oh, that doesn't sound yeah. good. Yeah. So TransUnion uh, so is one of the big start. Let's see how it goes from here. Oh, oh no, TransUnion, otherwise known as the villains in the story. TransUnion is one of the major credit unions, uh, credit union companies. There's three of them, uh, and they have a thing. Yes, 
Uh, they have a thing that apparently starting in 2002, anyone whose first and last name matched uh, the name on the Treasury Department's list of terrorists, drug traffickers, or other serious criminals, which, first of all... I'm I've... guessing that was two terrorists, so they could legally include the S, and then a whole bunch of drug traffickers, because that's how anti-terrorism laws do. I, I guess, I mean... I feel about this the same way I feel about the no-fly list. I think these are two separate lists, but they're both terrible, stupid bullshit because people get on them for bad reasons, which often don't have anything to do with actually um, breaking laws. And the, some of the laws are stupid laws that shouldn't be laws, like things that make drugs illegal. And, you know, you just put a first and a last name, and it turns out lots of people in the U.S. have uh, the same first and last name as someone who may have tried to sell, sell someone some drugs. Uh... But, and that is why this, these 8,000 people were kind of upset that their names were on this list, and when a credit report was pulled on them, there would be a little note attached that, by the way, this person's name matches the name of someone who is on the, the list of terrorists and drug traffickers. And they tried to sue to uh, get TransUnion to get their names removed, or at very least not... Uh, you know, tell anyone who pulled their credit that, oh, by the way, their name is the same as the name of someone on this list. Maybe they're the same person, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, and the the Supreme Court said they can't do that, that they cannot uh, bring a lawsuit against the TransUnion company under the Fair Credit Reporting Act because that uh, <laughs> apparently Congress exceeded its constitutional authority by allowing individuals to sue for being labeled as possible terrorists. The court said that the alleged harm was too speculative, and only a fraction of the individuals whose names had been matched and flagged could sue, only those that could prove actual concrete injury. Which, I don't know how exactly you would prove actual concrete injury from having that put on your credit report, but I think just having it there is enough of an injury, in my uh, opinion. I, so, having to prove actual concrete injury is law-talking code for... Uh, dismissed on standing. Yeah. Uh, and as we mentioned last week, um, our last fortnight dismissed on standing is Supreme Court um, speak for we really don't want to think about this too hard, so we're just going to stick our heads in this here hole and hope that it goes away. Yeah, but maybe they should think about although something I am, Although I am okay with people not being able to sue TransUnion, because the real villains in this piece are the Treasury Department, and they should be the ones getting sued. I think they should be. Okay, we can sue TransUnion a little, but mostly we just need to sue every branch of the government that has ever kept a list. That's every branch of the government. Yes. Okay. This is another one where I really do not understand the constitutional reasoning. Um, so, in defamation law has, for you know, hundreds of years, had something called defamation per se, where if you're accused of uh, committing a crime falsely, you don't have to prove damages because that's assumed to be uh, wait, wait, harmful. Wait, you're not going to leave it at that. You're going to read the entire list of things that are defamation per se, right? Uh, no. Okay, then I will. But you can if you really want uh, to. So I don't have the list in front of me, but it's something like uh, accusations of uh, criminal behavior. Having a loathsome yeah. illness. Accusations of criminal behavior, having a loathsome illness, or like marital infidelity. <laughs> It's an aggressively 1800s legal standard. Yes. Uh, I indications that a person was unchaste. Oh. Yes. 
yeah, but so that's just assumed to be harmful um, in a way that is difficult to really quantify. So the law recognizes that, you know, if people, you know, talk shit about you in certain ways, that um, you don't, you shouldn't have to prove exactly how you were harmed by it. So this bullshit ruling doesn't make sense on another I know! Level. Like, wait, but this is the whole thing. They're accusing you of being a terrorist. Well, they're accusing you of having the same name as a terrorist. From reading this article, they're skimming it real, real quickly just now, the majority is asserting that a lot of these were never um, shared with anyone. That, that a lot of these were just maintained on the internal system of TransUnion, and nobody actually checked their credit during this time period. Um, so there's no, there, there could be no harm suffered. Now, it sounds like the Fair Credit Reporting Act lets you collect some statutory damages in that case anyway. And that's what they're saying is, uh, you know, uh, uh, overstepped their constitutional bounds, which seems insane to me because what what constitutional provision limits this? This is obviously interstate commerce. Uh, so the Commerce Clause grants them the, the right to regulate it. Um, what what part of the Constitution would would say they can't do this? The uh, fuck you. We don't want to deal with this today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh God! And this one, they couldn't even get Thomas to sign on to this. This was this was the the conservative block minus Thomas, which is oh, that's rough. Wait, isn't the conservative block minus Thomas? Oh right, it's a six three. Yeah, it's six three now. Shit. Thanks, Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, great job. Yeah. Clarence Thomas was the one who basically never says anything and just goes along with other people. Uh, right? Thomas? Yes, oh no. For- yeah, no. no. No, Thomas is like a super crazy, idiosyncratic, like, thinks the nothing nothing that's been decided since 1800 has been correct. Oh, okay. So, so you say he's in idiosyncratic, but mostly he's just conservative and also black. So, like, he tends to be a doctrinaire conservative, but also, like, he hates sentencing disparities and, um, um... Uh, qualified no you're so wrong thomas is not a doctrinaire conservative thomas is like thomas is actually one of the only supreme court justices in history who has an actual coherent view of the constitution but to do that you have to not recognize any precedent from like the past 200 years so thomas is like basically doesn't think the government has the authority to do anything because the Constitution, as originally written, uh, the, the federal government was very weak. Uh, it was supposed to be, you know, a, a collection of states who do most of the governing and a, a weak federal government just kind of holding it together and doing like, you know, common uh, defense and, you know, uh, trade between the states and that sort of thing. But the states were supposed to be largely autonomous. And so Thomas is um, he, he has this like very restrictive view of what the federal government is allowed to do in a way that's incompatible with basically anything since 1900 um so this is this is telling that thomas is the one saying like yes the government can do this that that's a cool twist but that's what happens when you have a 6-3 majority uh but yeah this seems very wrong it seems very very poorly reasoned uh, but, you know, this is the Supreme Court we have, not the Supreme Court we want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And one more one more Supreme Court case 
or not case. Yeah, finally, they just punted on something. A circuit cooling circuit court ruled that uh, a Virginia school that decided to let a transgender student use the bathroom corresponding with his gender identity was okay doing that, and uh, the Supreme Court just you know, didn't didn't hear the court, so or didn't hear the appeal. So that's a de facto win for the uh, the transgender um, people and the. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Because uh, I would not want this current Supreme Court deciding anything about transgender rights. Yeah. Uh, they, we, you know, we got idea. that. We got that nice five four uh, on the uh, the the it was a Title Nine rights for trans people. Mm-hmm. Um, we got uh, Gorsuch to, to cross over and vote with the liberals, uh, and that that will will not happen <laughs> again. I mean, it, even if Gorsuch does cross over, it'll be five four. Um, so I really don't want this Supreme Court touching trans- anything having to do with transgender people. So I'm very glad they uh, decided not to hear this one. Hmm. All right. And now on to happy news. Happy news. Good news, everyone. All right. Tell us about flying cars. Flying cars. Uh, the flying car completes its first ever flight between two airports. Um, this is, I don't know, it's good news because... Flying cars are great, and we should have them. Uh, t- very tellingly, the the airports were not in the United States because the U.S. Holy shit! What? I just opened the article, and that thing looks fucking awesome. <laughs> I right? want one. It does look pretty awesome. So yeah, uh, flying cars have apparently been uh, a workable thing since at least 2012. As I was reading the article, that was it. It's 1912. Well, okay. Uh, but yeah, it, there was a whole thing in there about how they never worked out in the U.S. due to regulatory issues, and the company eventually went bankrupt, and uh, so that was less happy. But on the happy news part, you know, they, they have had a flying car that has uh, flown between two airports in Europe now, and that's Wait, something. this was in Europe? That's moving forward. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, I feel like their regulators are usually worse than ours. I Maybe they made a special exception for this one proof of concept thing. Actually, I don't even know if he got permission to do it. I didn't read that deeply into it. I don't think the article <laughs> said, and I didn't go do further research. I was just happy to see that we have a cool ass looking. Yeah, car. this thing uh, looks awesome. Uh, this is this. It went from Nitra to Bratislava, so that sounds yeah. very Eastern European. Places where regulations don't apply because they. Yeah, can't I think this anything. was in Slovakia, so that makes way more sense about how they were able to do it, and didn't have all the regulatory mm-hmm. crap that we have here. Uh, but that is awesome. Uh, looks very cool. I just watched the video of it flying, and it looks amazing. Um, we should we should make that happen for everyone all the time. I agree. It's got it's got wings that fold in. Yeah, you can drive around. It's so cool. I mean, oh, it's a pusher. Oh, I love pushers. It's a, <laughs> uh, it's a uh, plane that has the propeller behind the cockpit. Oh, yeah. They fell out of favor after World War One because the World War One era pushers tended to explode a lot. Ooh. But uh, I I have a deep sentimental fondness for them. Because when you grew up, pushers were all the rage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and more happy news. From uh, about malaria. Yeah, China has been awarded the malaria free certification from the World Health Organization. This is after four years in a row showing no. Um, th- there was there was some kind of qualifying like 
people who traveled in from China from outside that had malaria didn't count. But basically, almost no malaria in China for four years running. And uh, the WHO said, cool, you are now officially malaria-free. And I don't know exactly how to take this, because the WHO is bought and paid for by China, as we discovered in the last year. But at the very least, this is a sign that there is very, very much less malaria in China than there used to be. And that means far less human suffering, and that is yeah, a wonderful I, thing. So the WHO declaration... I do not consider that any evidence at all. Uh, I just think that there's little to no malaria in China because that, you know, checks out. Yeah, China also does not want malaria. Uh, the the who giving their seal of approval, like, I don't care. They're fake news. All right. Well, in any case, malaria is bad and less malaria is good. All right, that takes us to troop deployments. I'm willing to put wave after wave of men at your disposal. As we all know, politics is the mind killer and arguments are soldiers. So in that spirit, we ask each of our three hosts to send a soldier out onto the battlefield each episode. And we will start with David. Yeah, so um, Ball State Distinguished Professor of Economics, Steve Horowitz, or Horowitz, sorry, no second O, passed away at age 57 after a long battle with leukemia a week and change ago. Uh, I never got the chance to meet Steve, which I deeply regret because I have literally never heard a single person who had anything bad to say about him. And while I didn't fully agree with his work, I respected him as a scholar and intellectual. I also respected him because as a presence in the libertarian community, he was a true moral compass pointing directly south on the political map. Left or right, he didn't care as long as you were opposed to human suffering and totalitarianism and in favor of human flourishing and freedom, he would welcome you. If Steve and people like him were in charge of the LP, the drama we've discussed for the past two episodes would never have happened and the LP would be stronger for it. The future will be a slightly less pleasant, less free place without him. In that spirit, I'd like to take a moment to remind everyone that death is bad. Not just a little bad, but really, really, unfathomably bad. Whenever someone dies, that's a light in the universe which can never be rekindled, uh, being extinguished. In that spirit, sign up for cryonics. The technology is far from perfect, but the alternative is the guess I'll die now meme, which is unacceptable. Talk to your friends, relatives, and other loved ones about doing the same, even if you don't think they'll be receptive. A little embarrassment now is a minuscule price to pay to destroy death. If you know for a fact that they won't be amenable, try getting them to read HPMOR or otherwise sneak the argument in through the back door. A little subterfuge for the quote-unquote victim's own good is also a small price to pay in this case. All right. Thank you, David. Eniash. Um, well, mine is far less somber um this was in the spirit of uh our one of our more fun earlier news items uh i learned recently uh, while listening to the savage love podcast that uh the nomenclature we use nowadays uh, for top and bottom for sex stuff uh is somewhat newish uh apparently in like the 70s and 80s personal ads if uh you were advertising as a top you would say greek active and a bottom would be uh greek passive because i guess the person on top is doing most of the work and the person on bottom is receiving. Uh, 
And even more interestingly, if you're talking oral, it was called French uh, passive if you're receiving and French active if you are doing the work, which I think is just like a much better term because it makes the, the act of blowing someone seem much more engaging. It would be, it would be much cooler if Batman was uh, allowed to be the active person in a French situation with Catwoman and DC might have a harder time <laughs> saying we do not allow our heroes to be active in, in these situations. So, yeah, I, I like the active versus passive nomenclature. It's pretty cool, not as intuitive, but the less intuitive part also makes it more cool. you got to think about it a little bit more, and I kind of wish we still had that. So that is that is my um, my soldier. Let's go back to talking like people did in the 70s because it was a groovy time. Here, here. Uh, all right. Thank you, Eniash. Uh My troop deployment this week is about religion um, and how it's self-owning, and I think that's great. Um, so... Uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops strong start uh, had a meeting and voted to uh, deny Joe Biden communion. <laughs> the fuck? I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm here for it, but also why? <laughs> Abortion, basically. Aw, oh, damn it. I was hoping it was something to do with a crime bill that's getting memory hold. Um, he supports abortion. He supports same-sex marriage. All this, yeah, all this non-Catholic stuff. Religion has been on a decline in America, basically since the '90s. Um, the number of people who are religious keeps going down. The number of people who go to church is plummeting. Uh, the number of people, the number of atheists is going way up. The number of people who say they have no religion is skyrocketing. Uh, and my pet theory for this has always been that starting around the 90s, religion got really associated with Republican politics. Uh, because the churches started getting more involved in politics. Uh, but the, the, the big thing was gay rights. Um, and as you know, gay rights got more and more popular, their religions fought harder and harder against it. So it really started to being seen as a left versus right issue, where the left were the, you know, socially liberals and the right were the religious conservatives. Um, this move from the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops is just reinforcing that and further com completely uh, uh, identifying religion with Republican politics. Um, because, and this follows, you know, the evangelical adoration of Donald Trump, probably the least religious person on earth. Uh, so, and I think, you know, I think this is a good development. I'm one of the people who, you know, used to be a big fan of the firebrand atheists, you know, back around 2000 because we needed them at that time. Atheism was unpopular. It was marginalized. Everyone hated us. Um, and... We've come a long way since then, and religion is losing power, and I'd like to see it lose even more power. And I think taking, you know, clownish steps like this, that, by the way, the Pope is against, um, just further associates the uh, Catholic Church and religion in general with issues like the Confederate flag, which are just becoming less and less popular. Uh, so I think uh, I'm here for that. All right, and that's our show for this week. Uh, everyone, please follow us on your podcast app of choice. Uh, send us uh, questions, comments. Um, we'll say something smart. We'll read it on the on the next podcast. 
Um, please leave us reviews, support us on Patreon, and come back in two weeks. Same rat time, same rat channel. Thanks. Bye. Bye.